I stood in the middle school choir room looking back at 30 of my peers, most of whom had some sort of previous choir experience or had at least sung in front of other people before. I turned back to the choir teacher and cleared my throat, hoping I could at least hear myself sing over the piano. With a shaky breath, I sang the audition song for High School Musical Junior, trying my best to make We're All in This Together sound like my favorite childhood Disney movie was supposed to at the ripe age of 11. Although I had never sung in a choir before, when the cast list was posted outside the choir room later that day, my name was in the middle of the list under ensemble slash cheerleader. Six years later, I was still doing theater my senior year of high school. My name was still usually under ensemble slash something else on the cast list, but I stepped out of my comfort zone in middle school and it blossomed into my love for theater and performing. My name is Jacob Taggart and I like stocks, bonds, and pickleball. I'm Leo Fongbing and I like playing video games, watching anime, and staying up late. I'm Jack Brown and I like hockey, friendship, and Chipotle. My name is Anna Pearson and I like reality TV shows, The Color Orange, and Tiny Mike Interviews. Welcome to Modern Story Podcast episode number three. Today we're telling stories about seizing new opportunities. Why was that your favorite movie? Um, I think every 11-year-old girl was obsessed with High School Musical at the time. Is it just because of Troy Bolton, or...? Um, I don't know. I think I... Well, I've been in dance my whole life, so maybe it was the dancing. Troy Bolton was definitely a plus, though. Understandable. Are you still doing theater? Uh, not, not anymore, oh. but... Were you insulted when your name was under something else on the cast list? <laughs> it didn't actually say something else. Oh. That was just an example. Oh. I see. Let's get started with Jacob and his story called Finding God Through My Career. As a child, I was very proficient in piano and practiced about four hours a day. As I went into my early teen years, I was positive this was what I was meant to do and began to look at colleges where I could major in piano performance. After winning many national and international competitions in my teen years, I felt my choice to pursue piano performance would come very easily. However, I never quite felt the joy in music. I had a moment of realization at the age of 15 when I won the lacrosse piano competition. I received a cash prize of $3,000 and an opportunity to perform with the lacrosse orchestra. Although I was happy to receive the money, I did not feel the sense of fulfillment which I knew I should feel. Instead, I felt a feeling of of longing. I discussed this feeling with my sister, a piano performance major, and we both decided piano might not be my calling. It was at this point that I was left with a difficult decision, pursue piano or open myself up to new possibilities. After months of prayer and discernment, I came across an object of great interest, the stock market. The stock market was the answer to my prayers and the answer to the question of what I should do with my life. The joy I felt from researching and examining the stock market was not at all like the joy I felt from piano. I did not care whether I made or lost money in the market, I simply enjoyed being a part of its workings. Making, trade in the, making trades in the market fulfilled my emotional and vocational desires in a way that piano never could. Every trade I made felt like I was bettering myself and living out God's mission for me. Because of my prayer and discernment, I didn't simply rush into my vocation and assume I was meant to be a pianist since it is what I had done my whole life. I instead prayed and asked God to choose for me. God presented me with the great gift of investing and I have chosen this path ever since. My leap of faith story can be a lesson to all about choosing one's profession, even the strongest wills bent to God and his workings. It is important to actively ensure that your will is in line with God's and you are living out his plan for you. 
If I had gone on to become a concert pianist, I know it would not have been, it would have been a colossal waste of time and money and ultimately would have left me unsatisfied. By trusting in God and his workings, I've grown to have the excellent career I have today. Thank you. And that is my story. It's a great story, Jacob. Thank you for sharing. I've got a question. Okay. Do you still play the piano? I, I do still play the piano. Um, I still am planning on man, minoring in piano in college and uh, utilizing it uh, to further my business career. But uh, I have decided that uh, it is not the what I will major in in college. Very nice. I've got another question. What failures have you encountered while trading stocks? Well, that's a great, great question, Jack. I have a good story about this. So uh, when I was 15, actually, well, when I just turned 15, I uh, started trading stocks. So I got pretty good at it um, throughout the first couple months. I was up about 30%, which was not a whole lot of money. It was about $100 since I only invested about 500. Uh, however, I uh, grew too cocky and I began to invest the money that I had made from uh, piano performances. Um, which was a lot of money, and then I ended up losing eight thousand dollars within the span of a week. Holy so, crap! Yeah, what? As, as a fifteen-year-old, <laughs> so that wasn't. Uh, it it was definitely a setback, we'll say, but um, a learning opportunity for sure. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. What would you say is the most interesting part about the stock market? Uh, I think just the generation of wealth. So you can have uh, you can have one thousand dollars one day, and it can go up to two thousand dollars the next day, and zero dollars the day after that. So really learning about um, uh, the workings of the stock market and how to make money successfully is a great skill to have in life. And I think even if you're not a finance major, um, learning about the stock market is a is a great investment in in yourself. So you recommend buying stocks? For sure, for sure. I'd like to pitch Zim Integrated Shipping for all of my fans <laughs> and listeners. Thank you. Oh, next up, we have Leofong and his story called Church Breakup. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. Um, so in 2019, my church split up. Uh, just like every Sunday, me and my family would go to church in the morning. And I would see all my friends there, and we would sit in the same aisle during service. We have two chapels, and one chapel was for the youth and the other chapel was for the elders. Both chapels were usually filled with a lot of people, especially the chapel of the youth, because it's smaller compared to the chapel of the elders. Whenever I've gone to church, I would see a lot of people in there filling all three sections of sheets from the front to the back of the room. We had many youth ministries like worship, media, prayer, Awana, and many others. Me and my friends went to Awana, and when we eventually got too old for it, we became leaders in it to help the younger kids. There were many kids, but we had adults there to help us guide the younger kids. Eventually, one day, me and my family went to church, and we were all told to get in the chapel for the elders. And since it was a monk church, they did the announcement and everything in monk, which I can't understand at all. But what I do remember is seeing a group of people standing up and yelling at the people on stage, and then eventually being escorted out by security. Next Sunday, we went to church, and I went to the youth chapel and saw that not a lot of people came today. Eventually, as I went to, lo- to church, lots of people were missing in the room that was once filled front, front to the back of the room, only had three rows for the people. Later, I found out that the reason people were leaving was because the pastor there that everyone liked left because the church was struggling financially and the board of elders were trying to do something that the pastor didn't like. My church lost so many members and money that they decided to defund the youth and many of us youth were complaining and so was our youth pastor because the board of elders had decided to move almost all of our ministries for the youth, which caused even more of us youth to leave. When COVID hit, me and my family would occasionally go to church but then my dad got fed up with the situation going on at church and 
that he decided for us not to go anymore, especially since COVID was happening there. After the COVID pandemic calmed down and everyone was getting their shots, we decided to go back there. And now that now they had merged morning, evening, and English sections into the evening section because we had lost so many members. And the youth chapel wasn't just for the youth now, but it was for the younger generation and people who don't understand Hmong. Since they merged all three sections into one section, there's a lot more people now, but we still don't have our own ministries back. To this day, we still don't have our own ministries back, but we did gain our midweek boost, single adult ministry, prayer ministry, and most more useful groups for the younger generation, like tutor sessions and sports sessions. Ah, thank you for sharing. So you still go to church there now. How have your experiences with a church almost closing impacted your faith? Yeah, um, I didn't think it impacted my faith a lot because um, with my dad, um, he's like, we don't have to go to church to to worship God. We can do it at home or anywhere we want. So we so during the pandemic, we just did it at home instead of going to church. Hmm. Now that there aren't as many restrictions due to the pandemic, are you in a new small group now? Um, no, I haven't joined a small group yet because we don't go there a lot anymore. So. Obviously, uh, that's a hurtful experience of your uh, church closing like that. Uh, what would you say you've learned from, from that and from that experience? Um, what I learned is that um, church, it's, it's not really, it could be a place for worship too, but you don't always have to go there to worship. You can do it anywhere you want. So just don't rely on, on church to worship God. Nice. Okay. And then here's Jack and his story called Making a House at Home. At the age of 21, I had to make the big decision of where to attend college. Making a college decision at 21 is unusual and considered weird for most people, but it is normal for anyone wanting to play college hockey. For months, I prayed to God, asking for help deciding where to attend. I toured Bethel once during the winter, and it was a good visit, but I wasn't sure if it was quite the school for me. By the end of spring, I still had no idea what college to choose, but eventually I decided on Bethel. I was, not call, I was not confident in my decision, but was relieved I finally picked a school. If you had told me when I graduated high school I'd be going to Bethel, I would have told you that you were crazy. I went all summer worried about if I'd made the right choice. I had so many pessimistic thoughts about what the future could hold, like what if I don't like the players, what if I don't get along with the coaches, what if the school's too Christian for me, what if the classes are too hard for me. On top of these negative thoughts, I was moving into a house off campus with three other players on the team whom I did not know. The only roommates I technically have ever had were my parents, sisters, and host families. I knew most of my time would be spent at the house when I wasn't in class or at school. Not knowing the personalities and the values of the people I'd live with brought on a lot of extra stress. In the summer, we had texted over who would bring what to ensure our house had the necessities. Other than that, I had no idea who these people were besides the fact that they were also going to be on the hockey team and were 21-year-old freshmen. The fear day eventually came, move-in day. By the time I moved in, the other three guys were already there. I was the last person to get there. I was anxious and scared. I was shy while moving my things into the house. However, I got comfortable with my roommates very quickly after a few days. We got to know each other. Days turned to weeks, and weeks turned to months in the blink of an eye. Eventually, I felt like I'd gained three brothers and was now once again living, in a f- living with family and home. All the concerns and questions about what Bethel might be like were wrong, and my fears quickly washed away. I loved my teammates, I got along really well with my coaches, Bethel wasn't too Christian for me, and my relationship with God had significantly grown. The classes weren't all that bad either. I felt like everything had fallen into place perfectly. I was at Bethel with these people for a reason. 
We all have grown together and made each other stronger, and for that, I'm extremely blessed. I went through emotional and mental pain deciding where to attend college. I eventually came out the other side, and I'm so grateful that I'm at Bethel with such amazing people. Over a year later, since my first day of college, I can now reflect on how God answered my prayers, and I am right where I belong, at home in Arden Hills with my roommates. Thanks for sharing, Jack. Uh, So do you still live with the same roommates this year? I do. How's your second year together been? It's been great. Um, We've lived with each other now for over a year and have gotten to know each other super well and have shared some cool experiences and overall have grown together. So it's been a really good time. Yeah, Um, and then were your classes as as tough as you thought it would be? Originally, when I first got to school last fall, they were quite hard, and I had a hard time adjusting to taking classes, playing hockey, and having a social life, all three in one. But as time's gone on, everything has become easier. And just with routines and asking for help when needed, it's, uh, it's been a good time here at Bethel. Have you ever gotten to a fight with your roommates? I can't say I've gotten into any real fights with them, honestly. The biggest things we fight over aren't even serious, so I'm extremely blessed. It's a good big W. Yeah, for sure. Here's Anna and her story called Closing the Gap. I never imagined myself living in freshman housing for three out of my four years of college, but here I am. So when my cousin McKenna attended Bethel, she's three years older than me, She lived in Bodine, then Arden Village, Heritage Hall, then she lived off campus. And I kind of always just thought that I would follow in her footsteps, except maybe being a freshman resident assistant instead of being a commuter for my senior year. Yet, as the housing draw for junior year approached, my roommate situation was kind of falling apart at the seams, and I didn't know where I was going to live or with who. Uh, My roommate, Riley, was applying to be a freshman RA, so I started to wonder if I should maybe do that too. And I also thought of the fact that living alone as an RA would technically solve my roommate issues. So February of my sophomore year, I kind of quietly began working on my RA application, didn't really tell that many people I was applying, and I would just work on it between homework assignments. And then I quote-unquote broke up with my roommates, which was definitely a tough conversation and told them that I wanted to be an RA. So a few weeks later, after submitting a written application and a show and tell video about my personality, uh, I was doing homework with a friend when I got an email notification that I had gotten a position as an RA. And so I opened the email to find out I was going to be in Edgren, which is a freshman dorm. And I was so happy that my housing situation was figured out. But now I had to actually tackle the idea of being a freshman RA and being a junior, so I was only two years older than the freshman. And the rest of the spring semester was filled with excitement as I talked with my other friends about who had gotten RA positions, planning our floor themes, meeting with our RA teams for the first time, and just wondering what the year ahead would look like. And then in August of my junior year, I went through two weeks of RA training alongside my team learning about how to handle policy violations, writing reports, and acting out scenarios for practice. During these two weeks, I felt unprepared as ever to be a leader for 20 18-year-old girls. And during move-in, I remember walking each girl up to our floor for the first time, trying to memorize all of their names and asking everyone how their morning was, 
The first night, they all crowded in my room for a floor meeting, and I couldn't help but choke on my words from nerves looking down at all their faces sitting in my room. None of these girls knew each other. We were all going through this new beginning together, with the new school year, new dorm, and new friends. At the start of the semester, I was struggling to find balance between bonding with my residents, hanging out with my upperclassmen friends, working for the Clarion here at Bethel, coaching a high school dance team, and still finding time for homework. Uh, I came to realize I hadn't gone to bed before 2 a.m. in over a month at one point in the fall. And by the time homecoming rolled around, I was spending more time with my friends in Heritage than I was getting to know my residents, and I felt so stretched thin, and I felt horrible about it. I loved the energy of living in a freshman dorm, but my junior schedule was not keeping up with it. I reflected on my schedule and realized how unsustainable my fall semester was looking. And I told my RA team about my sleep schedule, started scheduling one-on-ones and events with my residents, and eventually balanced out the amount of time that I was spending in Heritage. Although my first year as a freshman RA started off rocky, I was able to embrace the changes that I was struggling with in order to grow so much as a leader, communicator, and most importantly, a hype woman for my residents. And I loved seeing the growth that my freshmen had throughout their first year at Bethel. And I'm looking forward to doing the same thing now. And I returned for a second year as an RA. So here I am. Thank you for sharing your story, Hannah. Were you nervous to live by yourself? Um, I was a little bit, yeah. I was excited that I had my roommate situation figured out, but it turned out uh, a lot of my roommates from sophomore year were living together again junior year anyways. And so I did miss living with them, and when I would go hang out with them in Heritage all the time, I was kind of sad that, you know, they would start getting ready for bed at the end of the night, and I would have to make, gather my things and make the trek back to Edgren to be in my room alone. And also I suck at waking up to my alarms in the morning, so not having a roommate to, like, keep me accountable (laughs) has made me miss morning class a few times. That's unfortunate, but this is not a sad podcast. Um, (laughs) What's your favorite memory as an RA? Uh, My favorite memory is probably uh, last year there was, in in February, there was a snow day. And it was snowing so heavily. There was like so much snow that week. And we actually had an event in Edgarn that day. We had a little um, Valentine's Day pasta dinner event. So we had, it was on Valentine's Day, we had all of Edgren like sign up for this pasta dinner and me and the RA team cooked a meal for them and we set up tables and like put like mood lighting and candles and Christmas lights in the lobby and made it like super fun and all the residents were just eating spaghetti and salad and like drinking sparkling water and it was like little restaurant good vibes and we got the email during that dinner in the lobby that there was not going to be class the next day and everyone burst out in applause and were like so happy they didn't have class and I don't know it was just like so fun and everyone was so happy that they didn't have class so that sounds unbelievable except for the whole snow part yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, and so what would you do if they didn't listen to you um honestly I feel like I just have a good relationship with all my residents or try to have a good relationship with them and if they don't listen to me sometimes you know you can try the the joking approach be like hey seriously like come on and be kind of joke with them but you know sometimes there is a line that you have to draw and you have to be really serious with them which I'm gonna be honest I I have great residents and they listen to me a lot of the times but I also don't have to be the person that's 
one's ever like yelling at them or anything like that. So it's been really good. After uh, scheduling one-on-ones and uh, time to meet more personally with your residents, have you felt that you've grown closer to them? Uh, yeah, I definitely did. Um, last year, I remember I like knew all my residents pretty well, but I hadn't spent a lot of individual time with them. And then we got like RA feedback from our residents and a lot of them said, hey, she doesn't spend that much time with us one-on-one. And I was like, oh no, I like, knew this was coming. I knew they were gonna say something about it. And then I just started getting coffee with my residents, like going thrifting with them, doing homework together, and it like helped a lot. And now those residents from last year are now sophomores, and I hang out with them all the time. So, where do you thrift? Uh, we go to the Goodwill bins a lot in Minneapolis. It's a good move. It's mm-hmm. a good move. So, what have we learned today? I learned that you can trade stocks at 15 years old. That seems slightly (laughs) illegal, but whatever. I learned that it's possible to have roommates that you don't fight with. Mm. Didn't think that was possible, but (laughs) here we are. Yeah, I learned that taking risks is important to move forward in life, like how you became an RA, even though you at first didn't want to. Yeah, and I think I learned that church is beneficial in helping us keep a strong faith, but it's not always a defining factor on how deep your faith is. Um, We would like to thank some people for helping us in this Modern Stories podcast at Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, Thanks to Professor Chris Schaffner and his teaching assistants for maintaining the podcast studio and giving us access to it. Thanks to the writers who inspired our stories, and we should thank each other for our edits. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Leofon, Anna, and (laughs) Jack. Thanks, guys. Look out for the next episode of Modern Story Podcast, which is about embracing the unknown. And lastly, go tell your mother about Modern Story. Go tell your dad, your brother, the person at the front counter of McDonald's. Tell your boyfriend or girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Or your dog. Tell your podcast hosts. Slap that subscribe button. Yeah, I think Thanks. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Good move.